Welcome in to the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. You can follow Jordan on Twitter, who's across from me as always, Jordan Sherwood, at Wood on ESPN 1000. The UFC is back after taking a hiatus last week. We gave you the preview for the rest of the year of all of the great pay-per-views coming up here the next three months in October, November, and December. But this week, UFC Fight Night is back. They head to the Apex so no fans, which is always fun. Just friends and family, which is great. Uh, we've got a bunch of fights here to preview, including the main event, Grant Dawson against Bobby Green, which despite the odds should be pretty good. But there's a couple good fights on here, uh, Jordan, uh, including uh, our first one that's we're going we're gonna to preview here, Alexander Hernandez against Bill Algio. But uh, how was the week off? Well, I think the first developing story is that, yeah, we had fun last week on the podcast talking about the big fights that are going to be taking place the rest of the calendar year. But the update from that is we still have not booked our uh, trip to Abu Dhabi or wherever else we're going to go <laughs> see the fights live. And you, and I, you and I have not finalized plans to get together to watch the fights uh, That's as, fair. as of yet. But we That's still got fair. some time. Uh, we, I mean, we were talking about the December fights. But, yeah, a little bit weird not having fights to, to bet on uh, on Saturday. But likely, uh, or luckily, I should say, We've got some some good ones here uh, at the Apex. All right, let's get it started here. Alex Hernandez is plus 115 against Bill Algio, who's minus 145 to kick off this main card for UFC Fight Night on Saturday night. We are recording this on a Wednesday, so it is Wednesday, October 4th, so odds may change. Fights might get dropped and whatnot. But uh, Hernandez has come down, and he's won one, he's lost one, he's won one, he's lost one. He's back at uh, featherweight here uh, after being at a different weight class, and uh, uh, when he came back to featherweight, he's got a short notice victory over Jim Miller at lightweight uh, followed. But now he's back at uh, he dropped down to the 145 ranks here uh, to come back and fight Bill Algio, who is four and two in his last six fights leading into Saturday. I, I think it's very interesting that there's a theme with not just this fight, but I, I believe five or six fights on this card with guys changing weight classes. A little okay, so a little bit into that. Whereas you've got one fighter that just has outstanding cardio and just keeps coming after you, mm -hmm. gets better as the fight goes can get through adversity to get victories. And their opponent is someone that does not handle pressure well, hmm. that even though that they might be the favorite, they might have an, era, an area, an opportunity that's going to benefit them in the fight. The big question mark is going to be, can they handle that pressure? Can they handle that in-your-face uh, mentality that the fighter is going to bring? This is one of those particular fights. Alexander Hernandez certainly burst onto the scene when he made his UFC debut. He knocked out Benil Dariush in a short-notice fight. He's got a, a tremendous athleticism. He's got power. The issue that Alexander Hernandez has come into at times has been cutting the weight. And here he's going down from lightweight, where he looked good against Jim Miller, back down to featherweight, where we've seen him have outstanding first rounds, have outstanding seven and a half minutes of action, but then he tires, he fades, and then he gets taken advantage of. A guy that did that to him, I believe, is on this card, and Drew Dober uh, was able to withstand an early onslaught from Alexander Hernandez um, and then best him as the fight progressed. 
this is going to be that opportunity for Bill Elgio. I think Bill Elgio has certainly surprised a lot of people by the success that he's had in his mixed martial arts and particularly his UFC career. But this is a guy in Elgio that's extremely well-rounded, well-versed on the ground, can get, you know, hook up submissions there and just keeps coming after you. I talked about this actually on VEASAN and I'm going to quote it again because I think it's funny. It's like uh, Rocky <laughs> too. It's Mac talking to Apollo Creed. He just kept coming after you. Ooh. This man did not stop. Ooh. And that's what Bill Elgio does. He does not stop. And while, yes, Alexander Hernandez has that opportunity of the power and the threat of the first round, uh, from what we've seen in Bill Elgio's career, his chin is holding up. He's not a guy susceptible necessarily to the knockout. So that's why I believe the odds should be the direction they are, because these guys are similar skill set. It's a good mm -hmm. matchup. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm going to lean in this particular matchup, because we've seen Alexander Hernandez Hernandez fade. We've seen Bill Elgio with his well-versed game, that's particularly on the ground, going to be able to take advantage of this fight. So I like Bill Elgio on the money line for sure. It's not an official play. Obviously, we're talking about this on Wednesday. you got to wait, FatchExports.com, until we get the official plays on Friday. Because in particular, too, Hernandez is, is a guy that struggled with weight. So you have to pay attention to how he looks on the okay. scale. I wouldn't necessarily – if you're leaning the Hernandez side – Fine, I, I get it, but I would wait until Friday to, to look at it. But my advice would be Bill Elgio's got this fight pretty much uh, you know, in hand because of his versatility, well-roundedness, and the cardio advantage he's going to have uh, in this fight on the money line. Um, and you know, it's one of those fights, too, where I think it probably goes into the second round. So like a Bill Elgio wins round two to start. If you want to add a little bit maybe uh, of value to that, that money line play. All right, so yeah, he's minus 145 on, uh, on the money line. And since we're recording this on a Wednesday, we don't have the, uh, the value hunting here. But if you had to guess how this fight would end, you think that the second round will start, but it's not going to go the distance. So Bill Elgio and then round two to start. Yeah, I think so. The under a two and a half, you, you should look at that total as well. Uh, you know, you know, looking at that because both guys are finishers. Both guys can can find that, and I and I do believe I'm not gonna, uh, you know, disrespect the power that Alexander Hernandez possesses, and he looked great in his last fight. The cardio did hold up on a short notice fight, mm -hmm. but albeit it was at 155, he didn't have to worry about that drastic, uh, you know, adrenaline dump, the weight cut issues that he might have at 145. All right, our next fight here, uh, Drew Dober, minus 530 against Ricky Glenn, who is plus 360. So uh, Ricky Glenn here, a heavy underdog. Drew Dober, a heavy favorite here. Uh, my preview here from UFC.com says, this will be a buffet of punches and kicks. So grab a plate and get your fill. Because this uh, it also says, Dober likes to seek out fights that will not be boring. <laughs> so this one looks like it's going to uh, not to go inside the distance here. Uh, someone probably will get knocked out, but Drew Dober here, the heavy favorite and minus 530. Maybe he's a parlay stuffer with some other fights here that we've got going on and maybe some fights in the preview. But also, uh, Ricky Glenn has knocked out, you know, Joaquin Silva's uh, three fights back. Uh, he he battled headliner Grant Dawson two fights to a draw two fights ago, and then he got finished his last time out. So some mixed results. He's won one, he had a draw, and then he lost one very quickly uh, within 95 seconds to Christos Diagos. So Ricky Glenn has seen it all in his last three fights. Yeah, he certainly has, and he's a guy also that relies on his cardio, relies on his 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 pressure game, uh, works in a little bit more grappling. I don't think like we were talking about Bill Elgio. Bill Elgio doesn't rely on the grappling and the submissions. Ricky Glenn certainly does. He wants 
to get this fight to the ground, be in your face, work the takedowns. That's going to be a very tall task against a guy in Drew Dober that's built like a tank uh, and doesn't struggle with, with the cardio. And this is a guy that, yes, gets in firefights. I mean, 25 of his 39 mixed martial arts fights have not gone to the distance. He packs a lot of power. Mm -hmm. So Drew Dober being a sizable favorite, uh, his ability to knock guys out, 13 of his 26 wins have come in the form of knockout. Ricky Glenn getting knocked out by a guy that's not really known for his knockout power hmm. the last time out. So the tires coming off a guy that, that in Ricky Glenn uh, that's been around the block uh, quite a couple of times. So um, this is a situation where I'm not relying and as, as interested in the cardio uh, game because I don't think it's a cardio advantage. I think Drew yeah. Dober can go hard uh, for, for you know three rounds uh, and be successful. Uh, have presence in that third round. The issue, we've talked about this uh, defensive strategy before in fights, <laughs> like allowing yourself to get punched, not necessarily a good... Don't lead with your face. Drew I think Dubber is does, our, Drew Dubber does that. He has I, a very leaky defense. I think that's our motto here. Like if we had shirts... Like the like, if obvious shirts made us shirts for the uh, unnamed MMA podcast, the back would say, "Don't lead with your face." Yeah, yeah, don't lead with your face. Um, but the thing is, is like you know, Drew Dober's an interesting, interesting cat in that regard because we know how good of a fighter Terrence McKinney is in the first literally like three minutes of the fight, mm -hmm. um, and Dober survived it and then knocked out Terrence, McK Der uh, Terrence McKinney in the first round. We also know how elusive uh, and well-rounded of a fighter Bobby Green is, his, uh, you know, and we'll talk about him. I think he's only been knocked out twice in his long mixed martial arts career. One of those times was against Drew Dober uh, when he was able to catch Bobby Green. So I, I think Dober by knockout, if the value is there, maybe try and find it because uh, that's how he finishes guys. I would guess that we've been doing this long enough where I think I can guess the odds even though we don't have them. Someone who's minus 530 on the money line, I would imagine by knockout, you're probably getting close to that minus 110, minus 115, minus 120 that we're used to for like a normal game, right? Like if you're betting a normal game, so like if you're taking like the Bears, for example, this weekend, right? The Bear or on Thursday night, the Bears are a six point underdog to the Commanders. That six points is going to be minus 110. So bet 100, win 90, right? Or bet 110 to win 100 if you want to do, do it that way. So basically, to me, I think that, like, having looked for the value in these fights that we've done before, I would set the odds at Dover by knockout at, like, minus 120, maybe. If, if you find that, I play it. Because okay. I was going to say it's probably going to be more on the 220 line. Really? Because I think that's the method that Dober's likely going to win. He's not going to win by a submission. Okay, right? yeah. I do not believe a submission yeah. is, is in. So, you know, you think of Glenn coming off of the knockout. Glenn not going to have the advantage on the feet. And Dober just packing power. Okay. Like, that's really special for the lightweight division. Uh, I think he I'll keep an eye on it uh, uh, and send it to you when I see it, when it pops up for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, probably tomorrow is when they'll post these lines. So let's say Dober by knockout at whatever you can get it, and uh, because there's no value at minus 530. Don't have to bet $530 just to win 100 So uh, or whatever your unit is, I guess. Uh, so we'll find Dober by knockout if we can. Our next fight, Alex Morono against Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley is minus 180. Alex Morono, the underdog here at plus. 
plus 140. He's 8 and 3 over his last over the last 5 years. Uh he's looking to come back to the Apex uh after his last uh, loss which was or sorry, win, excuse me, was a submission win over a uh, Tim Means in May and then Buckley who's made his uh, first 9 UFC appearances in middleweight but consecutive losses uh caused him to move uh to welterweight uh and he went with a win over Andre Fialo in his first win back at welterweight back in May. And uh, now he's fighting again at welterweight against Walk- against uh, Alex Morono here, who's plus 140, Buckley the uh, uh, favorite here at minus 180. And Joaquin Buckley is an entertaining fighter. He's also an entertaining follow on social media. So <laughs> uh, this guy is extremely athletic, packs a lot of power, has very flashy knockouts. If you haven't seen the knockout of Impact Katsagana, uh, go back and watch that on loop. It's one of the most impressive knockouts that we've ever seen. Uh, he knocked out the Beverly Hills Ninja, not Chris Farley, Jordan Wright, of course. Uh, and, you know, that was that was a fun fight. How many uh, people well. do you know th- still know that reference? That the Beverly Chris Farley is the Beverly Hills Beverly Ninja? Beverly Hills Ninja. Well, I, feel like, I feel like it's a very niche movie for... for uh, not people my age. Well, not people. I like. I love that movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Listen, you're not that much older than me. Okay, you're fine. Old, not people that our much age, but yeah, okay, I guess fine. Our, 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 our millennials probably don't know uh, I would as much like, about And where Beverly would you put it? In like, because you've got obviously you've got Tommy Boy, yeah, Black Sheep. But I, I didn't like Black Sheep. You liked Black Sheep? No, I didn't really like. Yeah, Black. I, I was just naming the Chris the Farley, Chris Farley movies. movies. Yeah, isn't that it? Isn't that? And then Beverly Hills stories? Ninja. I don't know. Talk amongst yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to you keep talking. I know, but Beverly Hills Ninja. I just think it's great because Jordan Wright's such a fun fighter as well because he either gets finished in the first round or he, or or he finishes somebody in the first round. But do you count like appearances in movies? Yeah, where are we going here? Well, I mean, he was in. He was in the. Uh, wasn't he in The Wedding Singer? I don't know if he was or no, not in The Wedding Singer. I'm thinking of the, what's the Norm MacDonald movie where he was in, where he talked about the uh, the Saigon whore that bit his nose off. Dirt, is that Dirty Work? Dirty I work? think that's Dirty Work. Dirty yeah. Work is, is an underrated, like, I love really Dirty work. good movie. Dirty Work's a great movie. Danny DeVito's amazing in that movie. Danny DeVito's, like, Norm MacDonald's awesome in it. That's such a good, screw, yeah. that, that other movie, Screwed, too, is great. He's also got... Oh, no, a, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's is it not Screwed? In dirty, he's not in, Danny DeVito's not in Dirty Work. Yeah, he's in Screwed. He's in Screwed. So, <laughs> he's in, so Chris Farley's in Dirty Work, Almost Heroes... <laughs> Is okay. a movie. Oh, that's with uh, uh, Matthew Perry, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that a horrible, horrible that movie. Uh, he's technically in Billy Madison. That's right. He's the bus driver. Uh, he's technically in Wayne's World too. Also, oh, I don't he's rem- the security. Guard. He's security guard. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah talking about guard. where Mr. Yeah. Big goes. And- yeah, exactly. And that's kind of. I was just doing hand motions. <laughs> We're not yes. on Twitch. Yeah, I was just doing hand motions here. And that's kind of kind of it, right? It? Yeah. yeah. I think it's Tommy Boy, and then it's it's Tommy Boy. <laughs> and Coneheads. He was in Coneheads. Oh, yeah. He was the boyfriend. Yeah. In Coneheads. In Coneheads, yeah. Oh, man, wow. Yeah. Illustrious film career for uh, one of the most talented comedians there ever Well, was. I mean, come on. He did all of his work on SNL. Like, SNL that, was the, right. that was where the Okay, back was. to Joaquin Buckley. Yes. So, uh, very flashy, uh, lots of power, a lot of athleticism. Um, look, Andre Fiala, impressive knockout his last time out, but Andre Fiala has been knocked out four consecutive times. We cashed on uh, his opponent the last time we were on uh, doing the podcast with, with Tim Means. So I'm not holding a lot of credibility for that. And I think that this is an example of one of those guys that struggles with the pressure. And Alex Morano is full go for 15 minutes in your face, well-roundedness. And I think, I think people have recency bias because – Alex Morano got knocked out by Santiago Ponzinibbio, I think, two fights ago. Mm-hmm. Ponz, that was a fight that Alex Morano, catch weight, 
took on short notice, was winning the fight handily until he got caught in the third round. So I'm not naive to the fact that that could happen. Joaquin Buckley does pack power for three rounds, and because of his versatility of strikes, uh, I believe that he is going to be a threat. But I think the the well-roundedness, the takedowns, the dirty clinch work, the in-your-face mentality that Murano is going to see, and he's not a guy that's been knocked out like a lot. He's been in there with, with mm-hmm. some badasses, some really good, powerful strikers, and hasn't been knocked out. So I'm going with the dog. I'm going uh, with the with the ghost, the, the, the white. What's he, he plays off of his uh, uh, really um, uh, not tan skin. <laughs> Uh, I forgot what his name is. His not tan skin. Yes. Hold on, let me find He's it. He's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, beige? Yeah. What's his name? The his, beige, is it, let me guess, is it like the beige beast or something like that? No, no. The great white the great is his white. nickname. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, he looks like a ghost. He looks like Casper. Yeah, he does. Okay, yeah, this so... Yeah, this is a see-through-looking dude right here. Uh, I, so, plus money. <laughs> plus money on Alex Morano, okay. I think, is is worth a look because he's going to be in Joaquin Buckley's face. He's okay. going to turn into a phone booth fight. And, and Morano needs... Morano needs... Uh, or, excuse me, a Buckley needs distance. Buckley needs to be able to utilize his footwork and utilize his reach, and I just don't think it's going to be available for him. All right, our next... So, we're going to go with the underdog there, plus 140 here, Alex Morano. Our next fight is Joe Pfeiffer, minus five. 520, a huge favorite over Abdul Razak Hassan, who's plus 350 uh, in the middleweight division here. What I don't like about Pfeiffer, I'm already out on him. I don't care what you say. His nickname, nickname is Body Bags with a Z. Don't respect it. It's not 1995. We don't put Zs at the end of things anymore. No. It is, it is Body Bags with an S. Uh, you're an adult. It's 2023, but that's fine. He might have been fighting since 1995, for all I know. Uh, but he's added consecutive stoppage wins over Alan Amadovsky, uh, so excuse me, and Gerald Mearshart uh, to his resume here. And then uh, Al Hassan uh, is two and two since moving back to middleweight. And uh, he's coming off of a uh, second-round knockout over Claudio Ribeiro uh, on the opening card of the year. So he hasn't fought since uh, earlier this year. Uh, but these two it should be somewhat interesting for as long as it lasts because Pfeiffer is a heavy favorite. Someone's, get, someone's getting their lights turned out All right. in this fight. So I think you look potentially for fight to end in round one. Pfeiffer, way too, way too high of odds for, for me to consider a play, even consider you know, putting him to, into a parlay. This is a this is a showcase fight for for Pfeiffer. I mean, Pfeiffer they've kind of identified maybe as one of the guys up and coming in middleweight that could be special. Also, a guy that that's kind of like played around with his matchmaking uh, and, and has has said no to fights. And it's very weird for someone to do that. Only three fights into their mixed martial arts career, the guy has power. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy gets into your face and, and strikes. And and Al Hassan like that, that. This guy can also thump. This guy also <laughs> has some very impressive knockouts. He's at likely the tail end, uh, potentially, of his career. He's 38 years old. But for me, uh, a well-respected uh, handicapper that uh, you know does this also uh, for a living, says dog or pass on Al-Hassan at plus 350, plus 400. So that would be the way that I look at this. Could Outside you do of- to, to end in round one? If you can fight find to end it. in round one, okay, because I think on one, either one of the guys is, is capable of knocking out. But if you want to play a big dog on this one, maybe college football is off to a good start for you Ooh, during the day. Little sprinkle, a little sprinkle on Al Hassan, maybe like not like it. a full unit, like you know a half a unit, if you will, uh, because a sprinkle's I, like a like a quarter. Like I th- I'll throw like 
a quarter unit on Fine, there quarter like unit. Well, you're pay, right. Depends on how college Saturday is going. A quarter unit is yeah. going to pay fine for this. It is. You know, it's going to pay two units. You know, yeah. so why why not? At, um, uh, I think because again, plus three. This is also a, a step up in competition. I mean, yeah, Gerald Mearshart is has been around the block. The guy that that Pfeiffer just knocked out. Yeah. Uh, at 185, and, and certainly been in there with some of the best, but he has been susceptible to knockouts. Pfeiffer landed with a bomb and just put his lights out. Alazan's going to say, come on, bring a kid. Let's mm-hmm. see what you got. Uh, so I think it might be worth a look. All right. So we will go with uh, to end in round one, but also a little sprinkle on Alhassan, depending on how you're doing uh, in college football earlier in the day. And if you want, you can get college football picks from FatJackSports.com, the same place you will get all of Jordan's picks uh, once these these guys get on the scale and Jordan has a chance to look at them and be like, doesn't look good, I don't like it. And then he crosses plays off and whatnot. So make sure you check out all those plays there. Uh, so our main event here, UFC main event for this fight night here at the Apex, Grant Dawson minus 440 against Bobby Green at plus 310. Uh, I think this plays into your cardio theory. Grant Dawson, first UFC main event appearance. So that means, uh, is this his first time in a five-round fight? For uh, Grant Dawson, even though he is the heavy favorite at minus 440, uh, he's gone 8-0-1 in his last nine starts, winning each of his last three outings uh, as he continues to climb in the ranks of this division here. So uh, Bobby Green plus 310, Grant Dawson minus 440. Does Is this one of your cardio comes into plays theories here for this card? It, it really doesn't. And well, may, never mind. May, just, maybe just disregard everything I just said. Then. Well, no, here, here's the thing. It's interesting <laughs> because, look, Grant Dawson, you know, certainly you, you do question – a little bit of his cardio because two fights ago, he missed weight. Uh, four fights ago against Ricky Glenn, who we talked about in the card, Ricky Glenn utilized his cardio potential advantage, mm-hmm. and and that fight ended up being a, a majority draw because Grant Dawson, I believe, guessed in that fight and ended up being a 10-8 round on some of the judges' scorecards for Ricky Glenn in that third round. Mm-hmm. However, you know, look, this guy went uh, three rounds uh, hard with uh, Uzmagulov the last time out. He finished Mark O'Madson, an Olympic wrestler, uh, in the third round. This guy also has two other finishes, I believe, in the third round. He's not an early starter from the standpoint of finishing guys. Okay. He's a, and he's outstanding grappler. You know, he he he's you know uh, you know he's got very strong grappling, very strong opportunities to showcase that make sure that it's it's something that he relies on. And it's almost similar to what we saw with Bryce Mitchell uh, against Dan Ige, the last fight card. I okay. mean, Bryce Mitchell just has a, a, a unique advantage in the grappling department, and it car- carried him to a victory. We were wrong. We, had, we were on the Ige side, but it carried him to a victory. And I think what Grant Dawson's going to do is he's going to look at what uh, Islam Makachev did to Bobby Green. Granted, short-notice fight, yeah. but... He took him down at will, controlled him, and then finally got him out of there. Yeah. Grant Dawson's not going to mess around with the boxing and the slick striking of Bobby Green. That advantage is going to be there for Grant Dawson. He's going to be hunting for takedowns the entire fight. I believe he's going to get it, uh, you know, at certainly some point. And I believe Grant Dawson inside the distance is the play. Five rounds is enough time for me to believe that he's going to eventually be able to get on Bobby Green's back, choke him out get a TKO finish because I think Grant Dawson's not going to you know mess around with the striking. 
And, and Bobby Green just doesn't have the, as great takedown defense as he once did. Uh, and five rounds to work with. I'm not worried about the cardio. Grant Dawson for me inside the distance. All right, Grant Dawson inside the distance. Again, don't have odds for that because the, uh, the little value hunters that we usually do are not uh, there yet. So Grant Dawson inside the distance. That is one of our plays here. Also Pfeiffer and Alhassan to end in round one with a little sprinkle on Alhassan money line. Alex Morono at plus 140 uh, on the money line there. Drew Dober by knockout and then you want to combine Algeo money line and round two to start for a little bit of extra value there anything in the prelims that you're looking out uh, for this fight so I think I'm finally getting to where I don't believe the cardio is going to be uh, the deciding factor at least when I'm leaning towards uh, the, the prelim main event the light heavyweight showcase between Felipe Linz and Ian Kudelaba uh, I think that the Hulk is just going to come like a bat out of hell uh, and just be too powerful, too in your face, uh, and, and too strong for Felipe Linz, who cut, came down to from heavyweight to light heavyweight. He's looked good. He's got three wins in the 205-pound division, but really not a, a, an extremely athletic guy. Uh, and I think the the, the in-your-face coup de lava is going to be too much for Linz to handle. So I see an early finish in that one Okay, uh, with uh, Ian Kulilaba to Hulk. All right, and he is minus 145 right now on the money line, but also look for some inside the distance there for that uh, showcase fight at the end of the prelims for this UFC fight night. You can get all of Jordan's picks at FatJackSports.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Shout out to Chris Farley, and tune in next week for another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.